So this is 1 John chapter 5. We're going to be reading from verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments. And that really isn't that difficult. For every child of God defeats his evil world by trusting in Christ to give him victory. And the one who wins this battle against the world are the ones who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by his baptism in water, by his shedding his blood on the cross, not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit also testifies that this is true. So we have these three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And all three agree. Since we believe in human testimonies, surely we can believe the testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his Son. All who believe in the Son of God know that this is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe that what God has testified about his Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. So whoever has God's Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. I write this to you who believe in the Son of God so that you will know that you have eternal life. This week is our, actually our second last week of looking at the book of John. So next week we're going to be finishing off the second half of chapter 5. But this first half of chapter 5 is really a, quite an interesting one because partly you can look at it and read and go, yes, yes. It's all about believing in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. So let's just move on. But when you think about the fact that John is not writing to people who don't believe, he's actually writing to people who believe in Jesus. And so because of that, there must be something that John wants to remind us that actually is relevant to us as believers and not just, yes, other people who don't know Jesus need to know who God is. And as I've been thinking about this passage and praying about it, God pointed out to me that it's actually all about trust. Do we trust who Jesus is? Do we trust what God says? And so because of that, that's what I want to look at this morning. How are we going in actually trusting God? And not just how are we going in trusting God, but how do you actually trust God? Because lots of people trust in different ways. I'm going to show you a picture now, if Mark can put up the picture. And I'm going to use these two pictures to give us an indication as to how we trust and how we can trust God. So I want you to have a look at these four people. And I want you to think, just by having a look at them, they are people that I know that you may have seen them before, but if just by looking at them, I want you to have a think about, will you tr- do you trust them just by the way they look? Because some people are like that. Some people trust people automatically. That the idea is that the people are trustworthy 
And it's only if they break their trust that I'll stop trusting them. And when it comes to God, some people like that. They're like, I know God and so I'm going to trust him until he shows me I can't trust him. So what do you think? How trustworthy are these four people? You might actually think that even though they are two couples, that's quite clear in the picture, you might think that, you know, the guy up the top, he's not very trustworthy. He's got that look about him that says, I don't know if I really, if this is someone that I can trust. Yeah, Matt's just telling me that he's very dodgy. Or you might say, you know what, there's one of these couples that I trust and one of them that I don't. But really, you have no reason to trust these four people because I'm assuming most of you have never seen them before and have no idea who they are. So what if I told you that the top people are my parents and the bottom people are Matt's parents? So now, how much have their trust increased? The fact that you know that they're our parents, does that mean that, oh, Simon's saying, nope, it's decreased? For some people, depending on what you think about Matt and I as people, that might have an influence on what you think about these two people. And it's the same with God. Your interaction with Christians probably impact on the way that you trust God. If your impact on Christians, if you're like, boy, these Christians that I know, they're really great and trustworthy, that may increase the way you think about God and how, whether or not he's trustworthy. Or in some cases, we actually have bad experiences with God's people and that decreases our trust in God. I've known the people up the top for 42 years and the people down the bottom I've known for over 20 years. So I trust them a lot. And part of the reason I trust them a lot is because I know them really well and they have proven to me over time that they are trustworthy. And maybe that's what you need. And maybe that's what increases your trust of God is the longevity of him continuing to be who he says he is. Just showing up in a way that you can actually see who he is. But not only do I trust these guys, but if you said something about them, I would probably know if it was true or not. So if one of you said to me, boy, I met your parents the other day and your dad told me a really long story, I'd be like, yes, you definitely met my parents. Because he can tell a story with the best of them. If you told me that I met Matt's parents the other day and they were telling me how much annoyance it is when their grandkids come to stay, I would probably not believe that you met Matt's parents because I know that they love it when their grandkids come to stay. And so my knowledge of these four people actually really impacts not only what I believe about them, but how I take on what other people say about them. And it's the same with God. What you know about God yourself actually is a lens that you take on and listen to what other people say about God. So if you know that your God is a loving God and someone comes and says, I don't actually find God loving, that actually raises something within you that says, hang on, I don't actually believe that what you say is true because I know the love of God. I've experienced that. I know that for myself. In First John, it tells us that if we believe the testimonies of other people, how much more should we believe the testimony of God? The sad thing is, I actually think that we do it the other way around more often than not. We actually believe what people say higher 
than what God says. That we actually rely on the testimony of people and make our judgments based on what people do and what people say than about what God himself says. And I think when we do that, we become actually not who God wants us to be and we actually can get into the position where we actually don't trust God as much as we trust people. And if anything, it should actually be the other way around. The fact that God says this is who Jesus is, that should be enough for us. For some of you, if I tell you that these guys are trustworthy, then that would be enough for you. You would say, you know what, I actually know you, Tanya. I actually trust you. And because I trust you, I trust what you say about these guys. So you trust that if I say to you, if you're going to my mum and dad's place, get my mum to make chocolate eclairs for you because she makes what I consider to be the best chocolate eclairs. Matt will tell you if you're going to his parents' place and they're serving apple pie, only take a small part because Gail does not put sugar in her apple pies. But if you want a really great lemon meringue pie, I thought my mum made a really good lemon meringue pie until I tasted Gail's. So I would go for Gail's lemon meringue pie over my mum's. And some of you would take that advice and would go, oh, Dory, can I have some of your chocolate eclairs? Or some of you would say, mm, I've got to taste it for myself. I need to know for myself that these chocolate eclairs are what you say they are before I would believe you. How sad is it that we actually do that with God? That God tells us things about himself, that God tells us things about Jesus, and we, instead of saying, wow, God, if you say it, it must be true, we actually go, "Mm, I need a bit more evidence. I'm not sure if what you're saying, God, is really the way it is. This is what John is telling us in chapter 5. There is so much witnesses. It's Jesus' baptism. It's his death. It's the Holy Spirit himself that testifies that Jesus is who he says he is. And shouldn't that be enough for us? But the sad thing is, long ago when 1 John was written, it wasn't enough, which is why John had to say, hey, guys, you need to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that Jesus is who God says he is. And many years later, we are actually in the same position. Our trust of God should be such that if he says it, that's all we need. That we don't need what other people say. We don't even need our own experiences to back it up. If God says it, that's the way it is. If God says that he's a God who loves everyone, being a person like me who spent years thinking God loved everybody but me, is actually calling God a liar, which also is what John tells us. If we do not believe what God says, we are saying that God is a liar. And that is a very, very dangerous place to be in. I remember when I was in year 10 and I went to my parents in tears and I said to them, I've realized I've spent most of my life telling God that he was wrong. Because I had all these thoughts that I thought about how God viewed me and how he loved me or didn't love me, that was actually saying, God, you don't know what you're talking about. You say that you're an all-loving God, but I believe you love everybody but me. You say that you're a God who created me, and I think you made a mistake when you created me. And I actually had to fall on my knees and repent and say, God, I'm so, so sorry that I did not believe 
what you said. And I actually believe today that God wants to say to some of us here, maybe even all of us here, why aren't you believing what I say? I am God himself. I'm much, much more trustworthy than anybody that you know. And in my life, these four people are pretty close to the most trustworthy people I know. If they tell me stuff, I believe it because that is the legacy that they have given me. But I want to tell you that God is so much more trustworthy than my parents and than Matt's parents. He is so much more trustworthy than whoever you consider to be the most trustworthy person in your life. That if God says it, that needs to be enough for us. And if God says, this is who I am, we need to believe it, regardless of what our experience says and regardless of what other people say. Because how dare we tell God that he is a liar? How dare we say to God that he doesn't answer prayer? and that he doesn't listen to us when we pray? How dare we tell God that he cannot use us or that he doesn't use us? How dare we tell God that he cannot reach that person that we believe he can't reach? We are talking about God Almighty, the creator of the universe, the all-knowing one. And what he says needs to be the the benchmark that we actually live our lives by. So we actually say, God, I'm going to trust you. And all I need to know is that this is what you say, and I'm going to trust it. And I'm not going to base it on anything else but you and what you say. The very last verse in 1 John chapter 5 that I read is verse 13, and it says this, I write this to you who believe in the Son of God, so that you will know that you have eternal life. John is writing these words to Christians. And saying to them, you need to know who God is. You need to know who Jesus is. You need to believe what Jesus says about himself and what God says about himself. Because of that, you actually can know for yourself that you have eternal life. Just want to stop for a minute and I just want you to ask yourself, what is it that I don't actually believe that God has said? It might actually be a promise that God's given you. It may be that your experience and what the Bible says is not matching up. Can I tell you that when that is the case, we always have to know that the Bible is what we can base it on. Our experience and what other people say, that is not more important than what God actually says and who God actually says he is. John makes it really clear that if we believe in human testimony, how much more should we believe in the testimony of God himself? And I want to challenge each one of us this morning to actually think about that, to think about who has your trust most and what areas or what things has God said that you question and wonder whether it's actually true. And you know what the great thing about God is? There's actually nothing wrong with questioning. He makes it really clear time and time again in his word that we are allowed to actually ask him, hey, God, I don't understand this. But it's what we do with that question. When we go, God, I don't know if I can trust you in this, what do we do then? Do we say, God, I don't know if I can trust you in this, so I'm not going to? 
Or do we say, God, I don't know if I can trust you in this, but I know I must be able to, so show me how I can. Let me look at your word. Let me talk to people. Let me actually wrestle this so that I can get to a point where I can say, my God is completely and utterly trustworthy. Now, I know that my life is one where I don't actually find trust hard. I've had parents who have loved me and shown me that they are trustworthy all of their lives. I have said many times to people that I feel like Matt and I shouldn't have married each other because when we married each other, we actually brought two families that are very trustworthy and show love and actually follow the things of God together. And I know so many people who don't have in-laws or parents to actually follow God and don't have parents or in-laws that they really can trust. And I said to Matt, it would be nice if we like shared our family around a bit. If you married someone else and then they could have got your family and someone else could have got my family. Now, I know that God brought us together and all that kind of stuff. But so I stand here knowing that trust is not hard for me. I don't have a lot of baggage when it comes about people or family members doing things that have actually broken my trust. And I know personally that some of you do. I know that some of you have situations where people that you loved and trusted broke that trust. And so I know that that makes it a whole lot harder when it comes to trust. But what I also know is that God is a God that can be trusted more than even my parents. If there's anybody to trust, it is God. And so when God tells us something, we can actually believe it. We can actually know that it's true. And we can actually say, God, I may not trust people, but I can trust you. Because he is always faithful. He cannot not be faithful. He cannot lie. There are so many things that God cannot do because he is the perfect one. And so if you are someone who has found when you trust that that has been broken, I just want to tell you this morning that God actually wants to come and show you that he will never lose your trust. I want you to know that he wants to come and he wants to heal that and he wants to say, you might not be able to trust them, but you can trust me. Because that is who our God is. Time and time in his word, he proves it. Time and time in my life and I'm sure your life, he has proven that he is faithful. He has proven that he is trustworthy. And so this morning, I want us just to remind ourselves that of anybody in this whole entire world that you know, God is the one to trust. That what he says, what he does is actually worth your trust, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your past, regardless of anybody else who has broken your trust, God is actually trustworthy. And we need to know that because if we do not trust what God says, then we doubt whether we are loved then we doubt whether we have salvation, then we doubt when we pray. There are so many things that actually come in as lies in our lives when we don't get to the position of being able to say, if it's from you, God, I know it's trustworthy. I want us just to spend a few minutes alone right now and just asking the Holy Spirit just to reveal to each one of us, is there an area that I need to repent of because I haven't trusted you like I should? So why don't we just spend a few minutes doing that now? Can I just encourage you that if 
something has come to mind in just those few moments that you actually write it down somewhere and spend some time this week praying and thinking and maybe even talking to someone else about it? The great thing is that we have technology that we can communicate with each other. The better thing is that now we can actually see each other in person if we do it in smaller groups. And so this is not something that we need to actually struggle alone in. If you find trust really hard and you're finding that actually your trust of God isn't where it should be, can I encourage you just to even just one person, reach out to one person. If you don't know who to reach out to, I'm happy for you to contact me. But reach out to one person and say, hey, can you pray with me? Can you stand with me? Can you speak truth into this situation? Because I'm finding it really hard to trust God in this area. And the great thing is that God actually wants us, he doesn't just say, hey, trust me and then just come on, do it. He actually provides the Holy Spirit. He actually provides his word. He actually provides all that we need to be able to trust him. And when we can trust God, the freedom that that brings and the life that we can live is actually so much better than when we doubt. It actually brings release. It actually brings freedom. It actually means we can be who God created us to be because we trust in who he says we are, because we trust in who he says he is. As I said, this is something that I think that Christians struggle with. We say we trust God, but we trust God, and then we have areas where we actually find it really tricky to trust God. And so let's be people who don't just leave them there and pretend they don't exist. Let's bring them into the light so that God can actually reveal himself to us more and remind us again of how trustworthy he actually is.